Captain's Log, uh, May 5th, or no, May 10th, 2022. Um, I thought it would be funny or interesting to record some, uh, some ramblings over the next uh, few weeks or months. So we'll see how that goes, but I think it would be funny if, uh, well, I don't know. I think the concept of someone recording audio of themselves thinking or talking is uh, is, uh, is something that I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone actually do it. But you see it a lot in uh, in film, in film and video. For example, Twin Peaks or uh, any detective movie or, or let's say even uh, like Star Trek or something like that, you know? So... Oh, what's the point here? Point is, the point is, it would be interesting to see that piece of media done by, uh, I don't know, I feel like it would be interesting to see how it turns out if I did it. So, here we are. I don't know why you're listening to this, but we'll see see where it goes. Um, Maybe we can, maybe, well, my thought is that I'll document a story of how, where things are going with, with what I'm doing, and then maybe we can document something interesting along the way. So strap in, uh, enjoy that yourself, and um, pl- please give me money. The most curious thing about a society, or shoot, I messed that up. The most curious thing about society is that we live in it. Or wait, no. The strangest thing about society is that we live in one. <clears throat> May 10th, 2022. At 21:22 hours. Snooky got bongo fever. May 10th, 2022, at 9.23 p.m. Snooky going boo-boo mode. (coughs) May 10th, 2022, at 9.24 p.m. Uh, Someone said said to me, uh, at Goosenov, show me your princess parts. And then uh, put in uh, parentheses, pouts. I have no idea what that means. And I'm quite frankly, I'm scared to ask. May 10, 2022 at 9.28 p.m. Uh, this is a quote. You're more pee-pee-poo-poo-doomer-chad-pilled than esoteric nutsack. Said by racist Gandhi. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Uh, shoot, let me let me look up the lyrics real quick. Nobody knows the trouble. Trouble. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay, I'm not singing that. You've had it. You've had enough.
Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. My back hurts. Start eight sixty nine four twenty balls, uh, on the planet, uh, Bubulon, and uh, there's uh, toothbrushes. I think I've drunk drunk drank too much of the uh, what's it called. Tennessee. I'm a rapper. Time to time to rap. Rip, rap, rip, deep, de doop, deep, de hoop, de doop, and zoop, de doop. The point of this recording is in case I get <clears throat> accused of uh, committing a serious crime, I can pull these up. And say, hey, bro, to the judge. Say, hey, bro. Like, look look at this, yo. This guy is mentally unsound. You should, he should get the insanity plea rather than the, than the death penalty. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking 12 steps ahead right here. Uh, I'm thinking 12 steps ahead and you guys should too. Also, don't drink too much. I've made a mistake. It's time to brush teeth. You know what? You know what? You guys shouldn't. You guys shouldn't have to listen to me brushing my teeth. This is a. Uh, this is a little um. This is a little too much. This is a little too much. You guys deserve better content. There will be better content coming up in the next five seconds or so. I think. Stay tuned. Be patient. Unless you guys want me to want to hear me brush my teeth, in which case, comment or something. <laughs> All right. Peace. Here's good, better content coming up. Gay Fortnite balls. Uh, <clears throat> May eleventh, twenty twenty-two, at two thirteen uh, p.m. So I guess I'm getting ready to uh, embark on a journey back to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really made a dent in uh, in packing up my apartment. But I guess I guess I don't know. A few hours of packing 
and I'll, I'll be able to go, but it's not looking good. It's not looking too good, apartment bros. Um, yeah, I was deadlifting yesterday, and uh, my back is, uh, I don't think, I, it, like, it doesn't feel like I hurt my back. It just feels sore, you know, probably because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm working out a new muscle I haven't really worked out before, but um, yeah, gotta go, gotta go work out today. I gotta go pack up, and then I gotta leave at like three or four a.m. tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a uh, that's gonna be interesting. Wait, is the tw- what day? It's the eleventh. It's the eleventh, right? Anyway, yesterday was a interesting night. Uh, May eleven, twenty twenty two. These are some uh, <coughs> interesting food combinations that I came up with, and I recorded on my phone. And I'll be recording my phone through this external microphone that I have. So here we go. Slow sautéed turnips, slow roasted in the oven at 450 degrees for one hour. Um, then blanched in a boiling pot of salted water and um, <laughs> ribeye steak injected with butter and boiled in um, <laughs> boiled in spaghetti sauce for uh, 30 minutes and then uh, ground up in a food, food processor and um, served in a margarita cup. Mixed cheese fondue um, with uh, <coughs> spinach mix mixed into it, um, put into uh, a blood sausage, uh, injected into blood sausage that is um, frozen and put onto popsicle sticks. Uh, chocolate dipped. Uh, baby back ribs smothered in a mixture of barbecue sauce and mayonnaise that is then um, broiled in an oven for 10 minutes to achieve a nice golden brown uh, texture color. Baby food um, mixed into uh, <coughs> Pop's breakfast cereal and... Uh, <laughs> freeze dried uh, until the puss from a deer that got hit by a truck mixed with vanilla extract sweetened condensed milk inside of a pot and baked at 425 degrees for about 20 minutes. Sweet tea from a gas station with cleaner inside it. Spinach that was boiled in yerba mate and then drained and is used to garnish um, fried calamari that was encrusted in um, crushed Fruit Loops, and a soy sauce dressing. Ice cream soup uh, left out in the sun for six hours to the point where half of it evaporates. 
that is then um, put into a freezer, into an ice cube tray um, that forms a, <clears throat> a block of, of, uh, of ice that is then put into a Manhattan drink as, as the ice cube inside of it um, that is fed to an Italian mobster and then he is forced to vomit it out and the uh, <clears throat> the resulting splatter uh, becomes the the base garnish for a uh, filet mignon. Uh, I think the novelty and humor of uh, of this uh, running joke has uh, has run out at least uh, at least for now. Star date May eleven, twenty twenty two at. 11:16 p.m. Uh, I still have a lot of work to do packing everything up. Um, right now, the thing I, I'm trying to do is I, I got this I got this cactus that my ex gave me, and it's been sitting in my room for over a year now, um, and. It's probably not gonna. It's probably not gonna fare well in my car, just given the fact that I drive like a maniac. So, I think the best course of action is to find a place to plant it out here. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do that, but I don't know if it's a good idea. Plus, I don't know anything about botany, so the likelihood this cactus dies a horrible death is is unfortunately high. So. Maybe the best course of action would just be to uh, to drive out to Arizona and then drop it off there. I don't know. Let me know in the comments what you think I should do. This is a funny idea from Esoteric Winterism on Instagram. <clears throat> you have a uh, you have a uh, you have a restaurant that basically describes all their dishes in the way that um, we described them around a minute ago. Like uh, <clears throat> like salt water encrusted um, fish uh, with uh, with um, with sour apple uh, glaze or so- something like that, you know. Um, but essentially, the, the gimmick would be you have these really bizarre uh, food item names, but every but every single menu item is just a burger. Or a, a burger variant of some sort. Um, that'd be that'd be funny. It's like they're not like crazy burgers either. It's just like a regular mom and pop restaurant of some sort. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You 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 do the math. <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> Look up that Mike Ma tweet. That's actually that's hilarious. The, you do the math. I can't say it on here because um, I would get beaten in the streets, beaten in the streets, not not beaten off in the streets. I, I wish I wish that would happen to me, but just beaten in the streets for saying for saying what was was said in that tweet. Yeah. 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 Here's a joke for my comedy bit, potential comedy bit in the future. <clears throat> so if you guys ever watched comedy in the 1990s, 
you know that women usually go to the bathroom in groups. Uh, so that that's why I usually hang out in women's restrooms so I can snag one as they're scurrying away and drag them back to the dungeon in my basement to eat them. So if you ever... <laughs> So if you ever watched comedy in the 1990s, you'd know that uh, women usually go to the bathroom in groups, you know. So, uh, so that's why usually on my time off, I, I hang out in women's restrooms and uh, in the corner. And I grab one as they're scurrying away and drag them back to the dungeon in my basement to eat them. Yeah, anyway. I, I don't like the look of uh, the women in this audience at me. I miss my voice. I miss my cute little voice. <laughs> no, I sound, I sound like a goblin. <laughs> this is what a goblin sounds like. The Yassification of Gusnov, Part 1. Hogarth Bimbleton Coochie Smith, the fourth. Stardate, May uh, 12th, 2022, at approximately 2 a.m. So, <clears throat> I had an interesting idea. And maybe it'll end up like the rest of my interesting ideas, meaning it goes nowhere. But, we'll see if it has promise. I could potentially start doing stand-up comedy of some sort. And, uh see where that leads and since Los Angeles is uh, well one of the entertainment capitals of the world then maybe I'm going in just the right place to have a good start in that industry maybe maybe Chesterton Bingleshire McRudolph Bumbleton Squansworth Hobleton Junior Esquire PhD in philosophy in um, organizational psychology. This is about the time in this podcast where uh, I'd like to uh, have a word for our, of our sponsor. And our sponsor for this uh, for this video or podcast or however you're 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 looking at it is uh, is Elms uh, Turpentine. Elms Turpentine for all of your turpentine needs. Found wherever turpentine is sold. Gosh, I'm not very funny, am I? 
Within the mind of every artist or creator, there is uh, there are two competing voices. On the one hand, uh, there's the voice that says, uh, what you're doing is um, of terrible quality and sucks. And the other voice says, you know what, what you're doing is worth it. Now, <clears throat> the likelihood is that both voices are correct, um, as long as you don't go to art school, I think. I don't know. But anyway, I might not be very funny or anything like that. Or maybe I am funny. I don't know. But why not try it and see what the fullest extent of your potential is, you know? Why not lie to yourself and say, hey, I'm actually pretty funny. And uh, I don't know. Base what you're doing off of that assumption and see where it takes you, you know? Maybe that's a good way of living life. Maybe you give yourself some false confidence, or you promise yourself that you'll be able to do something well, regardless of maybe what the realistic potential is. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see, we'll see where that goes. Maybe this, this is probably true for business, too, and all these other things, like... Uh, you only have one life to live, and there isn't really any reason not to take a major risk if there's a potentially large reward at the end of it, you know? So, I don't know. Bro, this is so deep. This is so, so deep. We, uh, I should be paying you guys for this. I'm your therapist. I'm my own therapist. This is, uh, this is so, so fucking deep, dude. Like, man, I'm... I'm a genius. This is just like the, the, the no one's ever said this take before. I've never. I'm. I'm, sh I'm sure you guys haven't heard this take a billion times before. This is a. This is so fucking deep. My friend and I came up with this idea, uh, or we're talking about this idea at least uh, a few months ago, and we called it, I guess, like controlled narcissism or something like that. But like essentially, um, like I don't know. Everyone's insecure. You know, we're all human, we're all frail, we're all, like, uh, you know, you know, not perfect, you know? And I think since you kind of know who you are, you know your limitations and your frailties, you can kind of maybe get fixated on them. And what we said is, you know what, maybe you just got to, like, instead of, like, just listening to those voices, like tell yourself the exact opposite. So if you say like, you know what, maybe I'm not very smart. Tell yourself, no, I'm very smart. Or if you say like, no, I'm not very creative or I'm not this or that, then like tell yourself the exact opposite and then like try your best to believe it. And I think like the, uh, the, um, Contention with that or, I don't know, contention or uh, what people would push back against that would probably be, uh, hey, um, well, that's just, you're not being humble. You're not, uh, you're probably, like, ignoring your mistakes and stuff like that. And it's like, you still got to, like, kind of pay attention to your faults and, like, see how you can improve. But, like, if you tell yourself that you're, like, good at stuff, then you're, you'll probably try doing more things. You'll probably uh, 
put yourself out there more and you'll probably have the confidence to, to do this. I, I don't know what the psychological phenomenon is, but there's a, there's a phenomenon where if you believe that you are a certain way, if you believe you're like you're athletically good or something like that, then it's a, it's a positive, positive like reinforcement feedback loop where you actually start being better at, at something. So that could potentially be a tool in each of our tool chests, you know, controlled narcissism and that's probably a very harsh way of saying it but like just i don't know being allowing yourself to uh to um i don't know kind of hype yourself up you know and believe that you're like pretty good at something even though maybe you're not at that moment you know who knows who knows who knows i mean i guess like one example of that in my own life is um when I was in middle school, I used to do videos. Well, actually, I, d I didn't do videos before, but there was this class project where um, they said, make a, make a video on this book or something like that. And me and my friends, we were very creative people, you know? And, um, hold on. We were very creative people. And, uh, and, I, and I told myself, I told myself, hey, you know what? We can probably make a video better than anyone in this class can. We can probably do a video better than anyone in this class. And I didn't really have many videos in my repertoire. I didn't really have that much to kind of empirically base it off of. But I had the confidence of, of you know what? I can probably make a pretty dang good video. And I can definitely do it better than, than everyone else in my class. And I just put my mind to it and we... We told each other, you know what, we're going to make a very good video. And, like, we ended up making, like, a, uh, I think a 20-minute, um, like, short film. And, and honestly, looking back on it today, it was, like, really, it was really good, especially since we made it in, like, the sixth grade. Um, but, like, if we hadn't told ourselves that we would make the best video in the class, then maybe we would have just made a, a mediocre video that no one would have cared about, you know? Maybe it would have been something that, that that was a mediocre video, you know? Maybe what you tell yourself about your potential has a big effect on what you can actually do, you know? And I mean, I think I've learned that also from mechanical engineering. Um, while I'm in, what, what do you call it? From, uh, from my many years in this... Uh, in this uh, this field, this um, this major, right? In this, in the, my many years that I would, I'm in this major, I realized that most engineers actually don't know all these different things, and they aren't necessarily good at, at all these engineering problems. What the engineering field major teaches you is how to kind of approach a, a problem that you have no idea how to solve and come up with a, a an okay answer. And you don't really need a degree for that. You just need the confidence to, to approach a problem that's a complete unknown to you and come up with an, a solution of some sort. And I feel, and, and if you had the confidence of like, let's say creating a shed or renovating your car or something else, and you just said, you know what, I can do it and I can solve it and I'm going to go solve it. I would say that I would probably guarantee that you could, you could solve the problem or you could 
get close to solving it if you just put yourself into that situation and believed that you could solve it. Because you'd find solutions, you'd look for different resources, and you'd figure it out like that. So, <clears throat> yeah. Allow yourself to be confident. I think that's that's my point. Allow yourself to be confident, um, and that's uh, yeah, that's that's it. Okay, now back to the uh, to the unfunny random garble garbage. Bye. All right. So this is a interesting idea I want to explore. I don't exactly know how it's going to go, so I'm just going to riff for a little bit. <clears throat> so since the uh, since the I guess the beginning of humanity people have obsessed over the question of what what happens in the future and what determines um, the future and I think I think right now in the 21st century we have I guess a few um, a few core ideas about I guess answers to that question. I think, like maybe three or four, one out. So the first idea, I guess, is uh, let's look at the the Greeks and Romans with uh, their mythology. So, what determined the future of your life, right? What determined your fate? In Greek and Roman mythology, from my understanding, it was the uh, the three fates who wove out the lifeline of every human soul. And I guess let's explore that. What does that mean? That means three competing conscious entities decided what the future would be, right? But... I guess conscious entities like that well I could I would I would potentially say either well there's a pattern either a pattern to how each of these entities behaves right or it's completely random um but the point is that it's knowable right and I think that idea is both is either deterministic or or are um, or random or quantum. Well, we'll get into that later. But it's either random or deterministic, depending on how you looked at it, right? And I'd say that throughout the course of human history, what people have fallen back on is this uh, random or deterministic kind of way of looking at things. Um, but I think I think there's another option with Christianity. What are what things, what entities, what uh, what beings can kind of break the uh, or collapse the wave function of reality and cause um, things to occur or things to kind of get set in place and, and, and happen? In Christianity, from my understanding of it, there are two entities that can cause the future or make the future happen or decide the future. 
and that's one God God is the controller of probability and the determiner of the way things go I mean this is like Christianity is a very narrative based religion it's uh, the idea is that kind of this is all a story you know reality is a story of sorts and the author of it is is God but then the the second part the second controller of destiny of, of reality of probability is uh, the human will within Christianity and <clears throat> the human will in this uh, in this example or in, in I guess in this um, hermeneutic or however you would say this uh, this this set of beliefs um, it it can make decisions you know it can choose the uh, the righteous way it could choose the, the path of the self you know whatever you your desires are or it can choose the path of evil you know and I mean and every human has these choices um, so that's I think what Christianity brings to the table there's a conscious force, a conscious entity outside of the, uh, I guess, the finite constraints of what we experience as humans. So the the kind of the infinite conscious energy behind the universe that decides that p- decides kind of the fate and the direction of how the universe operates, and weaves a a story of sorts um, as, as I guess, the force behind the universe. Deciding kind of what, what happens and what'll, where everything will go, you know, the creator of the universe. Um, that's one. And then the other one is, is our human decision-making. And then the interesting part about uh, Christianity is that um, humans are are said to be, you know, the... The, from my understanding Christians believe that at the end of time when after judgment day humans will be the judges of angels and what does that mean that means that that there is a i guess a um an importance a prime importance to the the decision making capabilities of humanity um, and, and a lot of, I guess, quantum physicists or modern people will say that consciousness is simply like a, uh, a person sitting in the driver's seat of, of your mind, right? And it has no effect on, on what you're going to do. And maybe that's true in most cases, you know? But I would say that, that even if consciousness has, let's say, 1% of an effect on on uh, your decision making, um, then it's a pretty strong case for the Christian kind of worldview of it, where we're both, I guess, the micro consciousness of humanity collapses the wave function of reality, as well as the macro consciousness of of God. Um, and now let's look back on the kind of the Greek understanding of fate, where it's both random and uh, deterministic, you know. You know kind of how these three fates will act, but you also know um, 
but they're also kind of random, you know, like kind of how life is, where it seems. Um, and you take that into the modern world, right? Post Newton, every, I guess the, 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 the popular understanding was that the world was, reality was deterministic. And if you knew all of the initial conditions and laws of reality, you could predict everything that will happen. That's determinism. Now with quantum physics, my understanding is that there's a level of indeterminism within the quantum realm. You can either know the velocity or the position of something. You can't know both. Um, there's, I guess, some. There's a lot of random elements of probability that exist within within quantum physics, and many physicists have explained it away with, let's say, multiverse theory, where no, there isn't just one random collapse of a wave function. All of the wave functions are are real and there, but they just exist in different um, universes. Um, <clears throat> and I think there's a few others that try to explain away um, the the randomness of it, and maybe they can't. Who knows? Um, but from my understanding, there's a there's a good uh, likelihood of quantum physics having a random element to it. So the point that what's the point? The question of where what shapes reality. Right, what shapes the future, what shapes how events happen is probably fourfold. Science tells us, or at least gives us an indication that there's a random element of reality. Maybe, maybe not, who knows. And there's a deterministic element of reality. And I would say that Christianity, which is a system that has, um, I would say, arguably led us into the modern world that we have and has made uh, some very good um, insights about the way reality operates and you could disagree with that but let's just assume that's true if that tells us that there's a macro narrative consciousness and a micro narrative consciousness that can also shape how reality operates I think that gives a very interesting kind of portrait of, of what shapes the future, right? And and I think that the two elements of that, the narrative consciousnesses of the micro and macro are, are interesting because like <clears throat> reality isn't just a kind of like a, a stale um, st well, sterilized kind of uh, uh, lifeless, abiotic you know, chess match where, where nothing, well maybe not chess match let's say a like um a rube goldberg machine you know it's it has like a more you know human and um colorful element to it you know it's not just a it's not just an equation um, and i'd say that you look at how reality operates you know you look at the fact that there are emergent orders that exist you know there are, you know, evolution converges to some different designs. Um, there are, like, golden ratios. There are structures within the universe that we see everywhere. You know, the golden ratio, um, I guess, uh, Fibonacci sequence, other things like that. I think that point, and, and, and also just, uh, you know, mathematical truths and, and some of the, the uh, kind of the platonic kind of ideas that we have about about 
reality where it kind of points us in a direct in a direction of saying you know what what actually causes these these you know these kind of um how would you say it these beautiful patterns to emerge what is the uh the source of these beautiful patterns and i would say that 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 the source of that is the fact that reality isn't just some sterile uh of a deterministic Rube Goldberg machine, it actually has a, an element of it that is narrative. Um, and and in a, in a, maybe in a broader sense, has an aesthetic quality to it. That the aesthetic, that the, the artful, isn't just something that, that emerges from humanity, you know, the human mind, which many would say is where aesthetics come from, but is something that is more ingrained in the fundamental fabric of reality in the universe, right? So... I don't know, the point of all this, and this is rambly, I know, but I'm just, I mean, none of this is prepared. I'm just trying to think of the stuff on the spot. <clears throat> but the point of this is what determines reality is in part aesthetic. It's not just something that is uh, abiotic. There's a conscious determination, an aesthetic kind of um determination of, of what what's going to happen and how it's going to happen um, which would be cool it's cool cool if true big if true you know um, but anyway do with this information what you what you will think about it and if I if this idea is already tread upon or whatever then well maybe tell me where you found some information about it but um, yeah, I think this is important. I think, well, yeah. Another big point I would say is that, um, many people wonder what is the, the purpose of God or what is God, you know, like, why do you, why, why do people insist on like praying to God? Why do people insist on, uh, well, yeah, yeah. What, what, what's the purpose of prayer, right? <clears throat> and my understanding is that God is a, f well, among among many other things, is the manipulator, or well, let's, let's step back one second. What can God do in reality? I mean, you had the, uh, shoot, what were the founding fathers? The, uh, uh, did, no, uh, Whatever, whatever the founding fathers were, the one where God doesn't touch the universe, he's just a watchmaker. Um, <clears throat> what's the point there? Uh, God's just a watchmaker. Shoot. What's the, shoot, I'm forgetting, I'm blanking. It is, it's like 3 or 4 a.m., so I'm not as sharp. But, um, watchmaker, where, where, where were we going with this? Uh, hold on. Um, uh, my fucking, uh, can I get a, can I get a, mm, uh, a, a cheeseburger with, uh, uh, cheese and, uh, uh, a McDouble fries and, um, uh, okay, I found out what my point was. My point is that. God's power in our universe 
lies in his ability to alter probability and artificially decide what path the wave function will take and how it'll collapse. Um, and the, the, the thought, the concept, is that prayer is an intercession on the behalf of you and God, or, yeah, to, to kind of tell God or ask God, hey, can you help this to happen? And by kind of manipulating the probability fields, how the how probability kind of pans out, God can kind of, you know, make miracles. And this is, uh, I don't know, this is, um, <clears throat> I think this is a decent idea where, where that kind of roots um, miracles in something kind of real, you know, because if you just say, oh, miracles are magic, I don't think miracles are magic. I think miracles can happen, you know, through the laws of physics. Um, but the way that they happen is by a manipulation of the probability fields of reality. And that's essentially what you're doing when you're with when you're praying. You're asking for that. And not just in like a like, oh, you give me this and I'll do that. But more of a, you know, asking for intercession or, or well, as, as one function of prayer or however you want to say that. Anyway, that was a that was a lot of words just to say that God's superpower is probability and manipulation. You guys are probably sitting there twiddling your thumbs with a glazed over look in your eye, staring at the computer screen with bloodshot eyes, telling yourselves, Why am I listening to this this podcast or whatever this is? This dancing cow on the screen or Maybe it's a dub over some movie or something. I don't know. Probably looking at it and saying, "Man, I've I have much better things to do with my time." But but I'm here to tell you, Goose Daddy Goosenov is here to tell you that. Uh, uh, oh, I remembered. Daddy Daddy Goosenov is here to tell you that uh, quirky quirky funny moments are coming soon. As long as you hold on, hold on to your computer, and don't and don't bang your head into it, and and uh, stop watching the video. Just be patient. Be patient. Daddy loves you. Thanks for listening. Star date May. 12 2022 at 3:46 a.m. I'm currently watching 12 monkeys in a towel uh wearing nothing else but a towel naked in my living room uh with a ton of trash strewn about me waiting for my only clothes to wash in the dryer. Um this is going to be my last 24 hours in Colorado most likely for a very long time. And uh I am not spending it. I could potentially be spending it better. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, 
by the way, please uh, please ramp up my confidence a little bit. If you if you listened through this and if you liked what you're hearing, please uh, let me know because because uh, us creators are humans too, and um, I don't know if no one if no one if no one kind of has feedback for for something you're doing, or if the only thing that you're hearing is the uh, is the vocal uh, <clears throat> angry minority then, uh, well, you're probably not going to do what you're doing again. But anyway, anyway, yeah. Just as a reminder, this, uh, this little bit here, this uh, little, little thing you're listening to, it's, uh, I don't know, it's uh, based off of the uh, kind of the Twin Peaks Cooper, uh, or Coop, however you would say it, his, uh, his little thing with the microphone that he does, where... Uh, he was recording uh, uh, notes on the murder investigation he was doing with uh, a, um, what do you call it, audio recorder for his secretary, Diane, I think, or something like that. This is one of the inspirations. I forgot what the, oh, the other inspiration is uh, just Star Trek and uh, other movies where they just say captain's log and then just start speaking i just think that's uh that's funny it'd be and it'd be funny to do in real life and then have someone listen but like yeah the the point of this podcast or whatever it is is a is a captain's log of sorts for someone who's uh who's gone off the deep end or uh or maybe to put it a little lighter someone who's uh who's just corked up Quirky and uh, quirky in a in a yassified kind of way, you know. Uh, I'm probably gonna hate myself for for using this terminology uh, five years from now. But well, what are you gonna do, man? Sometimes I think to myself that uh, maybe I should have <laughs> should have started a career in rap. Maybe I should have become the next uh, Eminem, you know. Maybe I should have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should have gotten a grill and some golden teeth. And then, like, uh, maybe I should have worn a ski mask and gotten, like, illegal firearms and, like, uh, waved them around at a camera while uh, shouting obscenities and saying that my dick is bigger than other people's uh, and, and, and criticizing the viewer for some reason. I think that's... Uh, you know what, I think I probably could have done a lot more good for the world if that's what I decided to do. Who knows? For the record, uh, Bones and Ramirez and probably some other people are good rappers. And you should check them out. You know, I'm more, uh, I'm more quirked up in more of a yassified grunge core kind of way, you know? I'm more of the soft boy, um, non-incel core, uh, uh, weird, weird core grocery store archetype. You know, um, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing the cuff jeans and the chains all the time, and uh, you know, I, I got the rings on my fingers, and they're dangling the chains around with the, the white Converse and uh, the e-girls online with the TikTok and uh, 25. 
250,000 uh, followers with the viral uh, TikTok for you page, um, Instagram reels with uh, the the uh, <coughs> the uh, the filters and the um, the uh, trending audio on the for you page with uh, the uh, e-girl collabs on the social media with um, the influencer marketing manager campaign and the uh this is a reminder to anyone who has forgotten <clears throat> but snooki is indeed going boo-boo mode right now my strategy is to um pump out as much content as possible on social media to ensure that i guess to at least in at least some way i have a digital footprint that's big enough that I will be remembered for at least uh, a few decades or a few hundred years after I'm dead, or maybe within a few hundred or thousand years, some uh, some alt uh, some alt e girl uh, or alt uh, shoot what would you call them uh, some underground uh, yeah some underground. Uh, content aficionados find my stuff and they're like dang this guy created some actually cool stuff and then like uh orbit me like in the year 10,092 AD that would be pretty cool that's that's what I'm shooting for right now even if I don't if, even if I'm not successful in my life right now maybe maybe 10,000 years from now I, I I'll I'll have a following and by that time, I'm going to assume that potentially we're, we're going to have like trillions of people. So if we have trillions of people, you know, and like 0.01% of people of those people like follow Gusnov on the uh, on the on the inner solar um, uh, Wi-Fi network. Let's calculate that out right now. Let's calculate that out. That'll be this is cool. Around the around the. Dyson Sphere project in the in 10,092 AD. Let's be conservative. We have a hundred thousand million, hundred million billion, hundred billion trillion, trillion times point zero one. Uh, no, that's wrong. Point. So let's say, yeah, let's say one percent of a trillion. That's uh oh whoa it's ten billion. Now let's let's say one percent of one percent. That's a hundred million people. A hundred million people is one percent of the current global population or something like that. So if if I can make it if I can put enough content out there, if I can create a digital footprint that's large enough and enough work that's large enough and a unique enough impact that's large enough that people 10,000 years from now might stumble upon some of my stuff and say, hey, this is pretty good. And 1% of 1% of the total global population 10,000 years from now thinks that I have something good. Like that'll be that'll be a success story. That'll that's what I'm that's what I'm shooting for right now. Because, like, if you're successful right now, well, if you're successful right now, you probably are going to have, like, trillions of people over the course of humanity's lifetime that are, that'll, like, like your stuff. But, like, 
maybe maybe if you're like a small artist or something you can have people who are who like your stuff and maybe you can get a big following by modern standards i don't know that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping for that i'm hoping that that my work like a million years from now when 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 we've like started reaching out into the, the different um galaxies like one of the uh one of the what are the what are those things called? One of the generation ships that that lands on one of the planets out there. Um, I hope that that some of the colonies that uh, that maybe a one, on one star, one star in the entire galaxy, a million years from now, has a has a has a planet or a cluster of <coughs> O'Neill cylinders that have like a Gusnovic culture culture. <coughs> Or culture based off of some Gusnov stuff. That would be cool. Maybe that maybe that's a vain way of looking at it. Maybe that's a maybe I shouldn't be looking at it like that. You know? But it would be cool. It would be very cool, honestly. That'd be a that'd be a that'd be a vibe. That'd be something cool. I don't know. <coughs> Who knows? Or or maybe maybe just no one cares. Maybe there'll just be so much content that every single person who's creative just gets buried and every and like even the great great artists of our time right now no one will care about them maybe that's what will happen <coughs> but at the very least the effect that every that that we have right now will shape the direction of what the future is going to look like because if you you change something small right now the 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 rippling consequences will will affect reality for forever as we go along you know like which like imagine imagine the future is a gun right or, or maybe not maybe not that let's say imagine the future is a bowling ball rolling down the bowling alley and uh every person every person can kind of give it a little nudge as it's rolling, you know? And some people can give a bigger nudge than others, but you give you give a little bit of a nudge and the bowling ball can go a little left or a little right or maybe slow down or speed up or whatever. Um, and that's kind of your contribution, you know? At the very least, at the very least, that's your contribution. And you decide kind of what direction either art takes or yeah you can interpret the bowling ball as like humanity's pathway of in art or maybe in science or maybe in civilization or, or any other metric or maybe just humanity itself you know you get to decide how you push it and where you push it and maybe that's the only contribution meaningful contribution you will ever have for humanity you know just deciding kind of which direction the bowling ball gets slightly nudged um and I don't know, that's, maybe that's all right, you know? And the thing is, the earlier you start, you know, the more lives you're going to affect. Like, if, you, if you're born, like, a million years from now, or a billion years from now, or whatever, like, you're, you're not going to have as big of an effect on the initial conditions of reality, you know? But someone who was born 2,000 years ago, 8,000 years ago, has much a much 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 greater effect on on reality because they built the institutions that create that created where we are now you know 
and maybe you could look at Hegel's dialectic for this as well. Like where you are now is necessarily requires where you were in the past, you know? So anyway, we have some contribution for the world reality, I guess. So what you're doing, it doesn't really, uh, isn't meaningless, even though nihilists of the 20th century think think it is. Everything has meaning to it, you know? Even if you're going to look at this atheistically, everything has meaning to it. But, yeah. Anyway, I have a lot of work to do. Sexy, bald-ass white boy with the socks on. Okay, let me redo that. Sexy bald ass swag white boy with the chain on. Fat black. Fat white man with the chain and the swag. Fat white man with the chain and the swag and the gold loop earrings. Morbidly obese white man with the chain and the swag and the top hat on. Morbidly obese white man with the chain, the socks, the swag, the Santa hat on, big beard, three nipples. Stardate, May 12th, 2022 at 5.40 a.m. What if, uh, what if when, uh, what if when you got a boner, it, um, it made, uh, made the sound that, uh, a tape measure makes when it's uh raveled back up like think about it hey diane it's uh may 12th 2022 at 5:55 a.m. so i've pulled an all nighter for the most part um i spent the last several hours packing things and Essentially, my plan right now as it stands is I'm going to spend probably the rest of the day packing and not go to sleep. And since I've been staying up to like uh, four or five consistently for the last few days, I'm going to not sleep. And I'll get to the point where I'm so tired that I'll go to bed at a reasonable time, which is 8 o'clock. And then I'll wake up at like 3 in the morning, and then I'll start driving. Now, I, this is necessary because usually when I drive out, I don't, I sleep like maybe 2 or 3 hours max because I can't, I don't know, I get anxious. Well, not really anxious, more excited. I get excited and I can't sleep. So, by kind of gaming the system and pulling an all-nighter and forcing myself to sleep, maybe this will be the, the ticket. Maybe this will be the way to do it. We'll see. Yep. Anyway, good stuff. Brextable Coochiesworth the fourth. Quick to the Clussy Mobile. Quick to the Clussy Copter.
Note, for reference, clussy is a term for clown pussy. Uh...